Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, This is Colin Shaw on the Intuitive Customer Podcast. We have a special for you. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the uh, what's been happening at Wells Fargo uh, and the harsh penalties that they've been um, meted out by the Federal Reserve. And myself and my erstwhile colleague, Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University, uh, are going to have a chat about what advice we would give Wells Fargo if we were uh, meeting up with their senior executives today and telling them what they need to do to help pull themselves uh, out of this. So Ryan, the mess they've created for themselves. Uh, Colin, you want to give them a, a quick synopsis of the problem for those who haven't been keeping up on this as well? Yeah. Uh, so um, this has been going on for about a year. Um, basically, um, Wells Fargo, uh, the way they measured, the way that they pushed their employees, uh, started to create false accounts, false um, credit cards, um, and they were basically discovered to a lot of their growth and stuff like that came from the creation of those things. Um, they were found out. Um, they've apologized. Um, they said that they're not going to do it again. Um, and recently, literally last week, the Federal Reserve came along and said, right, well, we're going to restrict your growth um, until we uh, until you make we we know that the problems are fixed. Uh, This, for me, was a classic example of an organization that says they are customer focused, but aren't. Uh, And actually, you know, not even just not customer focused, we're actually doing fraudulent things that um, that led led to all of this. So um, I I guess the question for me is if I was if if we were sitting in front of them now, knowing all this stuff about the intuitive customer as we do then what would we what would we be telling them um of how how they can overcome this basically so maybe i can start with some counterintuitive advice um yep. most of the advice we're going to give them is going to run pretty consistently in in the direction of, of rebuilding trust and and that's almost always going to be the very best advice to give one quick side note though would be that um before Wells Fargo engages in a very uh, noisy and transparent campaign to, to rewin their customers' trust, they should be really sure they know exactly what their customers currently think. Um, sometimes firms make the mistake of assuming their customers are better informed than they are. And so in the process of trying to make things better or to fix errors, they inform their customers uh, of problems that their customers didn't even know about. Now, in the case of Wells Fargo, I think that's less likely. This has been highly publicized, as, as you said, Colin, for more than a year. I think a lot of people have heard about this. So uh, Wells Fargo is probably not in this boat. But there are companies that are, and they find that, oh, there's problems that they've identified. Uh, and if you go out and inform people about uh, all the restitution that you're making to fix problems, it's at least possible that you could inform people about how terrible you were in the first place, and they didn't even know you were terrible. So that would be one box I would check before we move forward. As I say, probably doesn't apply to Wells Fargo here. Yeah, no, I I agree. And and I think sort of building on that, I I think that the danger for me is that 
they think that maybe you know i don't know how many customers have left because of this but um you know the rest of them they actually think that they're they're uh, they're good with it um yeah. when actually it's not that they're good with it it's just they can't be bothered to 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 leave so this ties into sort of some of that inertia effect basically uh it's not that they're loyal it's not that they agree with it it's just you know they can't be bothered to make the changes that they would need to make basically yeah so it, if you can think about this maybe in terms of um a line in the sand uh, where the customer is actually going to close their accounts and move uh, this action by Wells Fargo or series of actions may have shoved customers significantly closer to that line so it's going to take less to get them to actually close their account unless they can convince them to move back away from it. So just because they're still there does not mean that they are out of the woods by any means. The Intuitive Customer Podcast is brought to you by Beyond Philosophy. Since 2002, Beyond Philosophy has been helping organizations improve their customer experience through their consulting, training, and research services. Find out more at beyondphilosophy.com. That's beyondphilosophy.com. The other part of this for me is that to build, rebuild trust, they need to really think about what they're doing and, and how they're doing it. So, for instance, um, simple things. But, you know, um, if you say you're going to phone a customer back, then you should. Um, because if you don't, they'll go, they, you know, they won't trust you. If you say you're going to deliver something on a Thursday, then it needs to be delivered on a Thursday. Uh, because, you know, it's those little signs that will start to, to show whether um, whether they're serious and whether that rebuilds uh, that trust as well. Um, so I think it's a lot in the detail of what actually the people do and say. Um, the challenge that Wells Fargo has also got is obviously the trust with their employees has been shattered as well. Um, so it's not a not an enviable situation to be in. No, not at all. Uh, so I think that that's good advice. The the things that you emphasized, uh, Colin, are, are, you know, objectively kind of trivial, right? I mean, you know, if, if I say I'm going to call you back at a certain time, call you back at a certain time, if I call you back two hours later, you know, your house hasn't burned down, it's fine. Relative to the, the acts of outright fraud that brought this on, calling somebody back on time is not a big deal. What it is, though, is it's noticeable. So yeah. a lot of the actions that firms take to build or destroy trust, and well, destroying trust is more transparent, to build a trust are kind of invisible or difficult to notice, you know, things that we just kind of expect to be there, they're in the background. And that makes building trust really hard. Yeah. Because we don't notice it, we don't flag it as, oh, this is a really trustworthy activity which is why it makes it so important to seek out and maybe even create opportunities to be noticeably trustful or trustworthy, I guess, um, so that people actually flag that as being evidence as opposed to just background noise. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, one of the things that we do when we, when we start talking to our clients about how you should evoke trust or cared for is to think about things from a start and stop perspective. So these are the things that we need to start doing and mm. these are the things that we need to stop doing. So, you know, even sort of blaming other departments or not answering the phone right. or 
saying your call's important to you, but keeping it keeping you waiting for 45 minutes, um, uh, you know, all those things. I think what happens for me is those failures get magnified 20 fold yeah. when the, the you know when when people start looking at that um uh if they do something that is going to cause a lack of trust it, it the pendulum has swung completely the opposite way and people become very 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 sensitive uh to it yeah it, it ties in with some of our previous discussions of uh, loss aversion um where if it's a negative experience if it's a loss um if it's a dis distrustworthy let's go with that let's pretend that's a word distrustworthy action uh, on the part of the bank Uh, these things just resonate larger Um, they they take up more psychological space people remember them more uh, which is why it it, you know you're going to have to build that up over time it's going to take a lot of these trustworthy activities in order to rebuild what was shattered by just a few uh, very very negative experiences and I tell you what, a big mistake and something I've just thought of that I've seen organizations make when they do this type of thing is they virtually ignore it in their advertising and yeah. they start talking about a new, you know, a new, I don't know, in, in this case, a new Wells Fargo or whatever it may be. And it's like, you know, they put it behind them and, and they're virtually ignoring it. I'm not yeah. saying they should have advertising saying, hello, we are frauds. Um, but, um, that probably wouldn't do too well. Um, but they certainly shouldn't be, uh, ignoring it. And it goes back to what you said at the top, which is, um, you know, um, making sure they understand the customer. Um, but if there's one bit of advice that I would give them is this actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. Um, and therefore it's the actions that you take with your customers and your employees, that will speak louder than words and those are the things that customers and employees will be looking at the senior management to see what they are doing um, not just the words that they are using and if i could give them one piece of advice it would be don't commit bank fraud on a massive scale so just don't do that (laughs) that's that's probably the best bit of advice but um, Mm. i i hope they've got the message now (laughs) <laughs> one would help yeah. yeah and i hope other people have got the the message so anyway um rather than i just wanted to quickly jump on the jump on a podcast and and uh, talk about this uh when things like this pop up occasionally we will come up with these specials or news flashes um hope that's of use to you um anything else you want to add ryan uh, uh, nope. I, I'm sure that other companies will screw up in the future and we'll be back to tell them what they could do better. <laughs> Maybe um, occasionally we'll even have good news that pops up. Yeah, you never know. You, in fact, the good news would be quite good to do on, but I have to say that I agree that we'll probably end up doing more of these about bad news rather than anything else. Yeah, unfortunately. Good. All right. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for listening, and um, hope you you're finding the um, the other podcasts of use. Give us your feedback. Let us know. Do a review. It um, it will be really good and um, uh, really help us. So, thanks very much. Thanks, bye, everybody. This has been the Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com/podcast find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.